another convo with us joining us today is marcos mena i think i said that correctly of standards how are you doing doing good doing good and thanks for joining us um you know you had dropped a new single you guys have a new album coming out and obviously we're going to talk about all that stuff but before we get into all that kind of for all like our listeners and viewers can we give like a little background into you guys like how'd you get your start in music Sure. Yeah. My name is Marcos and I'm the guitarist of Standards. We're kind of a weirder band because we just have guitar and drums and there's also no vocals. So it's like completely instrumental. It's mostly based on like guitar riffs and drums and stuff. So a lot of people that are big fans of like guitar and drums are big fans of us. And also we, we kind of identify with the math rock scene. So that's more focused on like weirder stuff like odd time signatures and stuff like that. So we started releasing records in 2018 okay. and we did uh, a couple of EPs and then we did our first big album, but it was in the middle of COVID. So we never really got out there as far as like touring, we did like a couple of tours. We went and played like a festival in the UK and all stuff. So now we're kind of back. We, we just went back to Europe again and uh, we're about to do our full, our full length tour, our first like big headliner tour, which is really, really cool. But it's been a lot of like social media, you know, getting riffs out there on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook and stuff. And um, yeah, it's exciting to be back out and releasing our new album, Fruit Town, which is out on July 22nd. And yeah, just just out there and doing it. Yeah. Um, I mean, 2018, you guys are fairly new, you know, only a, only a few years now. And uh, I guess how how'd you guys come together? Because like you said, it's just two of you. And then also, yeah. how'd you guys like come up with the name standards? Sure. Yeah. So I was I, I was going to CalArts at the time, which is like a school just north of L.A. And so every day it was, you know, listening to lots of really like interesting experimental music, like hearing things I'd never really heard before. And so it was this really nice, like melting pot of stuff. And so that's kind of why I started playing around with just writing for guitar only. And then I thought like, OK, maybe I'll add drums. So I linked up with a drummer there and he was only in the band for a bit. But he he and I came up with the name Standards and um we ended up like doing a bit of touring but um i ended up going with another drummer who's a really good friend of mine named forrest rice and he was the one that actually played on all the other releases besides the first one yes. so that's kind of what he and him and i would always come up with the releases and stuff but of course he plays in a much bigger band called covet um which i'm a huge fan of Definitely. and so he was like the perfect drummer for me to get to play on the releases, but live, I would always have like different drummers, like based on who's available. So he was kind of like the blueprint anyways, for, for all that stuff. Um, but yeah, like that, he's also the drummer on the new, the new album. And I'm very happy with like how it all turned out. I feel like because we've done it so many times now, it's really gotten to a point where I'm like very, very proud of it. Okay. And I got to ask what's with the fruit. The fruit. It's just cute, man. Cause like, you know, I feel like since we have no, we have no lyrics. We have no like other things. There's like imagery to connect it to, you know, but it's very like the music. I always write very happy music. I can't really help it. Even when I'm writing like heavier, like stuff, like, cause it's guitar, it's really easy to make like heavy riffs or something. I, it still sounds happy. Like when I think I've made something that's like darker, I show it to someone, they're like, Oh, this is really cheerful. It's really happy. So I'm just like, okay, well, I, this is my thing now. So, but fruit is sweet. It's, it's really, it's really good for you. It's, it's easy to, 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 to eat. I don't know. I think that's kind of just what we are as a band too. 
and it definitely, you know, like you said, it definitely stands out and like his eye catching like right away. It's like, oh, okay, I see. There's like definitely- exactly, yeah. And people come to shows dressed as fruit. People oh, like awesome. bring fruit and hand it to us like on stage. So I love it. I feel like it's the perfect thing for us and, and for for me. Cool. Um, in your own words, because you kind of like you did a little bit, but could you kind of like describe your sound? Yeah, like I think it's a like very instrumental, but it's very like catchy, very bouncy, like riffs, like up, upbeat and energetic, um, and definitely like a lot of like math rock, prog rock influence, like a little bit of like jazz, a little bit of like heavy metal stuff. So it's definitely been like all my musical journey put into a lot of these songs. And you guys, you know, like you said, you guys are like a, a math rock. So could you like just define what math rock is? Yeah, sure. I, I mean, I, I, I'm hesitant to use the word because it's not really a genre. Like yeah. they basically created like an other category and that's like math rock is because there's a lot of math rock bands that, have, that don't sound at all similar, yeah. but like on paper, what they would say is that it's bands that use odd time signatures. So instead of counting like one, two, three, four, you know, we would count like one, two, three, four, five or something like that. And so there's a lot of interesting ways that like as musicians, we can like take these and do something really interesting with them. So a lot of bands really make this like their sole focus. And like, I wouldn't say it's our sole focus, but it's something that we like to incorporate because again, I went to school for music and I learned so many cool things. It's hard to like not yeah. do it sometimes because it's like, this is just, I just think this way now. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of bands really go all out. Like they have the spreadsheets, they have all this stuff. And then like, you know, there's like memes even now where like, if you know, at a math rock show and then it shows a guy with like a calculator or something like, it's really like a whole meme, but, um, it really just means a lot of bands that take advantage of these like interesting rhythms. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, as an instrumental group, you know, obviously being able to take advantage of more stuff is probably like super beneficial for you guys. Yeah. And it's, I think it's what people want to listen to also, but I think there's a lot of bands that are instrumental and they're not going too outside of like the realm of accessibility. Cause I, I, I like staying accessible in a way because I don't want to make something that's like, okay, look at this mad scientist creation I made, look how weird I can be. And then people listen to it and they're like, okay, that was cool. But yeah. You know, I didn't, I didn't feel anything from that. I feel like music is also about like, you know, feeling something. And so I think the main thing for me is above all that other technical stuff is like, I want people to feel like inspired and, and energetic from the music, you know? So that doesn't really all matter when it comes down to it. It's just about how people feel. Yeah. That was one thing that stood out to me about you guys. Cause like, even though you are like instrumental, you guys still have like this very accessibility and like listenability to like your music. And even though you don't have lyrics, it's like definitely a very like, melodic kind of bounce and danceability to like all your songs and stuff yeah and it's fun you know it's and it's a little more unique because i think also when you have a singer like oftentimes you're really defined by that singer like you could be like the most killer guitarist best drummer best bassist but if you have like a bad singer then you know or if you have a singer that like sometimes it's also like you have a singer i i'll like check out bands or i'll have friends recommend bands and they'll be like oh yeah, I really like the band, but I don't like the singer. Like, I don't like the way his voice sounds. It's like, you can't really do anything about that, you know? So, and also like language barrier is not a thing. Like we have so many fans from all over the world and they send us messages in like Japanese and Spanish and like Polish, like whatever. And so it doesn't even matter because it's like, we're all just listening to the same thing, but there's no language, you know? Yeah, I didn't even think about that, but it definitely like makes it more kind of universal. Totally. Um, so I guess, did you grow up in California? 
Yes, I grew up in California. Um, I basically lived here pretty much all my life. I moved around a bit, um, but California is definitely probably my favorite. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to beat. So I was just, I, was, I mean, I was asked, like, where people grow up and like, how do you think that influenced kind of your sound and your taste in music? Sure. Yeah. I mean, like I grew up in Long Beach and that's where I live now. So it's just south of L.A. So, I mean, L.A. is like the music capital of the world. So I remember like even when I was younger, before I went to rock shows, my mom would take me to like, you know, Philharmonic or the opera or like theater or whatever. It's all right there, you know, and it's not like other cities don't have that. But L.A. is like one of the biggest in, in the United States for this stuff. Yeah. So and you you would meet like crazy famous people out of nowhere. Like my mom would like randomly text me sometimes like shit, like just being like, oh, do you know this guy, um, Zach De La Rocha? And I'm like, Zach, wait, wait, the guy from Rage Against Machine? Yeah, like, yeah, I'm at dinner with him. He's like at some thing with this girl and like, I'm sitting at a table with him. Like, can I say that like, you know him? I'm like, of course I know him. Like, what, like how do you not know him? Like, but it's like, that. it's one of those things like LA, everyone's here. So, I mean, it's not that I could only do it here, but it does, I feel like it gives you so much of a cultural like advantage in terms of like what's here and what, what you get access to growing up. It's yeah. really, really like you're really privileged, you know? Definitely. I guess um, you got to talk about your social media presence. I think you guys do like a really good job of that. Uh, you have, like a ton of like really cool, like guitar videos and like little kind of meme videos and TikTok videos. Yeah. You consider that like very like an essential part of what the music kind of business is nowadays. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, the thing that I think separates like the bands that really do well versus the ones that are still struggling to get like out there is like the social media. Cause like, I feel like back, back in the day, like, especially talking to like older professors at school or just like musicians that are, have done it a bit longer than me. It's like back in the day you get a record deal, you know, and then this label's like, yeah, you're the new next, whatever new metal band. And then they put you on a tour with some bigger band and then you would be like bad if you sold 50,000 copies. But if you sold 50,000 copies first week now, you're a high, highest charting rapper or something. Yeah. You know, the game has totally changed. So like for us, it's like, you know, we're never going to be billboard, whatever, but it's not like we're trying to be. But we what I think is important is to use social media like for any band, but especially for us, like to connect with people that might be interested in like what we're doing. So yeah, it's like all of our personalities out there. And it's also just like, Sometimes you just come up with a crazy idea like, hey, what if we did like, you know, the Mario theme, but I did it like all on my guitar and then like, oh, we just, like yeah, we just do it. Yeah, we just did it all crazy. And like and then people are like, whoa, let's check out these guys. Like, this is cool. And it's a cool gateway into the music, too, because it's like if you like this, it's not too far off. Yeah. So, and then if not, you know, you, you get someone who follows you and maybe you'll come up with something that they do like. But it's definitely like not easy it's not like an overnight thing where like some people i think they post like one good tiktok and then their next you know they're like going everywhere it's definitely been like a slow steady like uptick but it's something that i think is easy because it's fun and it's like i wouldn't want to be doing anything else so okay that's cool and and, and i mean like, like you said you kind of stick to what you're already doing anyway so it's not it doesn't seem too forced exactly and i think that's that's when it i think people burn out it's like they're doing stuff they don't really want to do you know, uh, congrats on your new single, Cherry. Thank you, Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, how's, how's the reception been to, to the new song? Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's been, it's been different because again, when the band started, it was two of us and it's still two, but I've been adding like a lot more like synths and, and like percussion and like backing track elements, like sound effects. 
So what we do now is we just play to a backing track and then we just have those playing live. But it was it was uh, really scary because, you know, especially rock bands get ripped a lot for using backing tracks. Like people are not the biggest fans. Yeah. Um, it's de- it depends because I think the way that we do it, it's not it's not like I'm finger syncing or anything or I'm like pretending to play. Yeah. But some and some people use it that way. But it was a little scary. So that was one of those songs where I was like, this is more backing track than guitar. But also as a song, I feel like this is really strong. And so I think I felt validated like by how the, the numbers have been, like how people have been like messaging me about it. I'm like, OK, cool. Well, that was cool. I'm glad that I took that risk. But it's also like you don't want to come out with the same album over and over again. So it's cool to like evolve a bit and then see people like validate that. You know what I mean? And you guys also had the video for it. Uh, like a, it was a very fun video. I think you were in like the wash somewhere in L.A. with a bunch of skateboarders, right? Yeah, that was for the other one. Um, the one we just came out, we didn't have a video, but that was also a single that just came out before that called Cloudberry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I had that one. <laughs> no, but that was, no, but that was super fun. Like, um, it's funny because for that video, like we wanted it to be kind of like more edgy. And we eat, like, I was talking to my friend Cole who directed the video. And we've like known each other forever, like since we were 14. So he saw like all my other bands that didn't really do. We were just like messing around, you know? Yeah. Um, but he was like, dude, you should go all the way with this. Like, what if we had someone getting a tattoo, like in the video, like in the riverbed? And then we realized like how unsanitary that was. Cause we <laughs> like, it's, we don't know what's been down there. And then someone's like getting a tattoo like down there. I feel like it just wouldn't have been the move. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It was fun to take, to do that too. to like express ourselves with the videos now. Yeah. I think the few, the videos I have seen, you guys have done like a very, like very clean, looks very professional. And I think. It just they're fun like they're fun videos and i think it matches the songs extremely well thank you you guys also have an upcoming album called fruit town july second yeah. yes exactly so right. build up to that you know it's, it's, it's coming up here in like a week now i think and uh kind of what 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 can people expect from it what do you what do you expect from it um i'm just expecting you know to tour because like last time we came up with an album also called it was just similar it's called fruit island and I was really happy about it. Um, we were like, it was like a whole summer that we were promoting it. And then like the end of the summer it came out and it was like really, really fun to like follow that process. But also it was COVID. So, you know, people weren't taking, you know, video requests. So I was filming all these videos like on my phone and door. So it was like, it was a challenge, but at the same time it was like, I feel like I almost got stunted in a way. Like I felt like it could have been bigger. So yeah. this time there's very few restrictions that we we've had. And so it's been really cool to like be like, all right, now we're going to go on a tour to support this. And we're going to go out there and play these songs like live. Cause some of the songs in the other album, like we never got to play them because it was just like, well, I wrote new music now. So, I mean, I want to play some of the old stuff, but it's old now because of COVID. So it's like, it's like the first real album I feel like. And yeah, I'm very, very excited to like get it out there. We have like vinyl, We've also been like selling um, tab books. So people, if they want to play the songs after the concert, they can come and buy tab book. Okay. So we have, we already have tab books for those too. So that's cool. it's really, it's really cool to go out there and just be like, yeah, we have all this stuff and it's like a, awesome. a real, real album. So how was the kind of creative process behind the album? And then how would you say like it kind of evolved from like maybe some of your earlier stuff? Sure. Yeah. Like, um, so again, it was like COVID times, you know, cause we had just come out with that album and, so I was kind of just sitting at home like, all right, well, that came out like, of course, like 
people seem to like it, but also like I can't really do anything about it. Like I can't go out and play. Yeah. I wasn't a big fan of like the live stream stuff. So I was like, I feel like the only option for me right now to, to like get my creativity out is just like sit at home and make as many songs as I can. So I demoed like a bunch of songs and then a lot, again, like a lot of the stuff was adding since adding like a bunch of stuff that I wasn't used to, you know? Uh, and so I must've at least had like a hundred ideas and whittled that down to like 20 or so songs, like full songs. And then from there I went to like, I think 11 tracks only. So it was really like a very intense like process. And like, I was lucky to have like everything I needed to record at home. Cause again, like recording studios were like sometimes not available because of COVID and then also like it was pretty expensive and like I had pretty much sunk everything that I had saved while COVID wasn't a thing into the album. And then we couldn't really get that money back because we couldn't tour. Exactly. So I was like, you know, I'll just do this um, at home and see how it goes. And I was like, I felt like it sounded like weirdly better because I was like more in control. Yeah. So it brought that side out that I didn't know like, Oh, actually if I'm in control of everything, it's not like, it's not harder. It's easier. So it was cool. Um, but I, yeah, I learned a lot about like how I write songs and I, I think I really got to like, it was a good use of that time where I wasn't going to be touring anyways. Cause yeah. some, some bands get so burnt because it's like they're touring four to six months a year. Then when they're not on tour, they're writing. And then if you don't write that song, you know, that hit in like a couple of months, it's like, well, you have to write the songs you're going to tour on for the next two years. So it's like COVID kind of put the pause on that. And I feel like by doing that, sitting at home, like working on a bunch of demos and like trying new things, I really got to that next stage for the band, which was yeah. really good for us. Yeah, after talking to like a lot of artists over the last year or so, I think home studio has definitely kind of come back to the forefront for a lot of people. And I think, I think a lot more artists are going to kind of stick to that route. A lot of them have said that they've actually enjoyed that more than going to studio. hundred percent. And like, I mean, the home studio has been a thing, you know, like SoundCloud rap huge right. bedroom pops, huge, but I think, what COVID made us realize is like, that's not, it's not like a thing that's only for those genres. It can be for literally anything. And like, I totally agree with you. Cause now I'm like, now I'm even thinking like, I should just do everything at home. Like I should do like even the mixing, I should do it myself next time maybe, or I don't know, but it's like, um, I guess it's not COVID time anymore, but it, it was cool to like build all this stuff. And like, I have it right next to my bed so I can roll out of bed and just, just start making stuff now, which is really awesome. Cool. And, um, I guess one thing I wanted to ask about is like kind of your songwriting process. Cause obviously you're not using lyrics and everything. Everything's coming through the, through the instrument. So how, how do you think that differs for you from like, maybe like writing some lyrics or something like that? Yeah, of course. I think, well, I think with a lot of like songwriting with lyrics, you're trying to tell a story and I would argue guitar playing is similar, but it's a little different in that. Like, I think the story can be amplified by like how much you can do on the guitar. Cause it's like everyone, I feel like, I feel like most people could figure out like a chord on the guitar and then that's really all you need, like to tell a story. Cause you have a nice little like accompaniment or something. Right. Um, or you can come up with like a riff or something, but with this kind of style, there's so many different more ways that like you can express yourself when there's no vocals. It's like, you know, you can do all sorts of like percussive techniques, like using the guitar, like more like a drum or you can be doing like more beautiful stuff because there's not that like whole space carved out for the vocal. So you can go play up higher on the neck and you can also play like more harmonics and mess around with like different tunings as well. Because with vocals, it's like, again, you have to play in the key that the vocalist is going to sing in, but I can just do whatever I want now. So 
I creatively, like I start out with just like a, maybe a new technique or a new idea or something. And then I try to just get some drums demoed out. And then usually I'll get those like over to Forrest or um, in the future, maybe somebody different who's going to be like playing those drums on the record. And then once I have those, I just get to work. I just start adding layers. I just start like taking things. I like rearrange it. So I'm really the one who's like in control, I guess. But the drums are a huge part of it, of course, because it's like a dialogue because there's just two of us. So it's like maybe I'll do something and then the drums do it back to me, but then in rhythm. So we're like almost like having a conversation in a way. And um, but I think the biggest thing is always trying to like get a hook in there, because I think, again, like if it's a little too hard to follow for me, it's going to be really hard for someone else to follow because I've been like writing music and and going, I went to music school and stuff. So it's like, I want to make it so that it's, it's a nice, pleasant, pleasurable, like listening experience. Yeah. It's not like too, too out there, you know? So I think once it goes through all of those checks and all that stuff, then I'm like, I just, you know, see if there's anything else that you can add like layer wise. And then it's like, all right, well, that was fun, like little journey, but it's definitely a little different than, yeah. I feel like some artists can just write like a pop song in like 15 minutes. Cause it's like, you just get a good, you get a good chorus, you get like, you know, a good idea for verse one, verse two. And I feel like that's really all you need. Yeah. You know, um, which is dope. It's not like it's like worse or something, or I'm like better because I'm like doing all this like music stuff. It's like different. Yeah. And I admire that like a lot because I could never write like good lyrics. Like I would write, like, I don't even know what I would write, but something probably with fruit, but yeah, it would, it's hard to make something that's relatable to a lot of people that's catchy. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'm doing my form of that, but just with the guitar. Cool. And uh, in the future, you know, you guys are going on tour or you're on tour now. What are the goals outside of the album? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Going on tour next week. So starting like the day before the album drops, just trying to get back to the you know places that we were before COVID and like visiting all those like places in the States, going to Canada. We want to go back to like Mexico because we went there once and it was really, really great. People were like super stoked to see us. And I think they weren't exactly expecting us to play like the way we did because we were really going like crazy, like on stage. And they were just, I think, very taken aback, which I liked. People were like very shocked. They were like, okay, this is awesome. So I want to go back and put on like a really cool show um we might go to some other places too like we were thinking of going to like japan you also want to go down to latin america and stuff i've actually been like working on my spanish because i'm i'm half mexican but my spanish is like pretty shit so (laughs) i want to get my spanish good so when we go down to mexico or latin america i can like talk to the crowd in spanish i think that'd be really cool um but yeah just going going to some new places and also just trying to like play with other cool bands that do what we do um, so I guess just keep an eye out and we'll, we're going to try to stay active for as long as possible now that COVID is not really as, as big of a deal. Yeah. Know? Yeah. This sounds awesome. Uh, you know, can't wait to check out the new album coming out next week, July 22nd. Yeah. I'm sure you guys have like a kind of rollout plan for that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll links are all going to be down below for everybody watching and listening and, uh, go catch them on tour. Sweet. Thanks so much, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. Good talking to you and catch you guys later.